This video is brought to you by Ground News. Today, Russia threatens Georgia. BRICS leaders meet in South Africa, India lands on the moon, and a Chinese dissident flees to South Korea by jet ski. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 23rd of August 2023. Senior Russian politician Dmitry Medvedev has suggested that Russia could annex the Georgian breakaway regions of South Ossetia and Abkhazia. Medvedev, a Putin ally and former leader who is currently the deputy chair of the Russian Security Council, wrote in an article on Wednesday that the idea of joining Russia is still popular in Abkhazia and South Ossetia. It could quite possibly be implemented if there were good reasons. The two regions were the focal point of a five-day war between Russia and Georgia in 2008, when Medvedev was Russian president. Russian forces occupied the two regions, which together comprise nearly one-fifth of Georgia's territory, and unilaterally recognised their independence from Georgia in the form of the Republic of Abkhazia and the Republic of South Ossetia. Only a few other countries, including Syria, Nicaragua and Venezuela, recognise the breakaway states. Medvedev's article marks the 15th anniversary and reflects on lessons from the 2008 war. And he states, we do not need a repetition of history and 2008, adding, we remain ready to tackle problems at the negotiating table, but that Russia will not hesitate to act if its concerns become reality. Since 2008, Georgia has maintained mixed relations with its neighbour to the north, but has also sought to join the NATO military alliance and also the European Union, though progress towards accession in both cases has stalled. Medvedev claims that the West is actively escalating the situation in order to create another hotbed of tension near our border, in addition to the Ukrainian flank. Medvedev has positioned himself as one of the most hawkish Russian politicians since the country invaded Ukraine last year, and has engaged in a lot of nuclear sabre-rattling against the West. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The BRICS summit is underway in South Africa, with leaders and representatives from Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa discussing trade, currency, cooperation, possible expansion of the bloc and more. A speech written by China's President Xi Jinping said changes in the world were bringing human society to a critical juncture and that the course of history will be shaped by the choices we make. Despite writing the speech, Xi unexpectedly did not deliver the remark at the business forum of the BRICS summit, despite the presence of his South African, Brazilian and Indian counterparts. It's not been made clear at the time of writing why Xi did not attend the side event and got his commerce minister to deliver the speech instead. Xi had held a meeting with South African President Cyril Ramaphosa earlier in the day. Expansion of BRICS is on the agenda, with more than two dozen countries formally asking to be admitted to the grouping, according to South African officials. China and Russia are keen on bringing more countries into the group. However, the likes of Brazil and India have expressed hesitation at the prospect. The summit has also exposed other divisions between members. China has pushed to make BRICS a geopolitical rival of the G7 group of Western allies. But at the summit, Brazil's president, Lula, said, We do not want to be a counterpoint to the G7, G20 or the United States. We just want to organise ourselves. 
So that's what's been happening in South Africa today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening on the moon. A few days ago, we discussed Russia's failed attempt to land at the South Pole of the moon. Today, it was India's turn. Here's a video of the landing. They've now become the first nation to land near the moon's south pole, and they've become the fourth country to achieve a soft landing on the moon, behind the US, Russia and China. As we mentioned, when Russia attempted a similar landing a few days ago, the lunar south pole is important in the future of humanity's ventures through space. It's believed that there could be ice at the South Pole, which would be useful not just for water for future astronauts based on the moon, but also for things like fuel. Now that India's landed, they'll be conducting a variety of scientific observations. For example, an instrument called Chandra's Surface Thermophysical Experiment will measure the moon's surface thermal properties, and the Radio Anatomy Moon-Bound Hypersensitive Ionosphere and Atmosphere will study the moon's gas and plasma environment. Now, before we get on to a story about a Chinese dissident fleeing the country, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, Jack and Zach discuss the Austrian Freedom Party, arguably Europe's original right-wing populists. That's exclusively on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. A Chinese dissident has reportedly fled China by jet ski, travelling hundreds of kilometres across the sea to South Korea. The man was detained in South Korea for illegal entry and is believed to be Kwon Pyong, a human rights activist and critic of the Chinese government, who notably got in trouble for wearing a t-shirt comparing Xi Jinping with Hitler. His identity has not been verified and the Chinese embassy in Seoul has declined to comment. He's believed to have travelled around 300 kilometres by jet ski from China's Shandong province to the South Korean coast near Incheon, carrying only a helmet, compass and binoculars, and five 25-litre fuel tanks tied to the jet ski. According to the NGO Dialogue China, Kuang had spent time in jail, was released in 2019, and had expressed his intention to flee China and seek asylum overseas. Dialogue China's Li Dae Song said, Kuang had told me that he was ready to leave China and that he was heading to South Korea, but I didn't know how he was going to come. Li added that Kuang wants to go to a third country. He went to Iowa State University, so he speaks English. He wants to go to an English-speaking country. We end with some uplifting medical news from the UK, where surgeons have performed the country's first ever womb transplant. The recipient's sister, who has already had children, donated her womb to her younger sister, who was born without a uterus. She now plans to have her own children through IVF. The surgeries took place in February at the Churchill Hospital in Oxford and involved more than 30 staff. Doctors say the two sisters have recovered well from the two overlapping operations that took more than 17 hours. The charity Womb Transplant UK paid the NHS costs for the procedure, estimated at around £25,000, and the staff involved gave their time for free. That's all for today, but if you want to stay in the loop until the next one, then you'll want to check out Ground News. A website and app developed by a former NASA engineer on a mission to give readers an easy, data-driven and objective way of reading the news. That's because every story comes with a visual breakdown of the political bias, factuality, and ownership of the sources reporting. 
all backed by ratings from three independent news monitoring organizations. It's not just that either. I especially like their blind spot feature, which highlights stories disproportionately covered by one side of the political spectrum. For example, this story on rising water temperatures in the Gulf Coast is a blind spot for the right. So if you only get your news from right-leaning sources, you might have totally missed this. Meanwhile, this story on China's proposed training facility in Cuba is a blind spot for the left. So you might have missed that story instead. Now, you may be thinking, why should I be paying attention to partisan sources at all? Well, part of being informed about the world around us is also being informed of potential political slants and echo chambers. That's because if we know where these views are coming from, we'll be better equipped to not only spot ongoing bias, but to engage in healthy dialogue with those who hold different views. In fact, I know I've personally benefited a whole lot from ground news. I've gotten much better at spotting political bias, and I've surprisingly challenged some of my own views too. As such, I highly encourage our viewers to give Ground News a try. We're even offering a 30% discount on their Vantage plan for all TLDR viewers. And that includes access to a feature called My News Bias, which is basically a dashboard for your news diet. Sign up to find out how your reading habits change over the next week. What are your top sources? Are you engaging with diverse perspectives? What about your favorite topics? Find out with Ground News Vantage, which is 30% off only using our link. So make sure that you go to ground.news forward slash TLDR or click the link in the description to get started and support an independent news platform working to make the media landscape more transparent.